the story of Acts is this repeat story of God's spirit working through God's people, unleashing God's movement. So we focus so much on movement, impact, all this kind of stuff. Well, after the ascension, what's the first command by Jesus? Yeah. Wait, pray, Holy Spirit, go. What do we do? Right? Because we're so smart. We got seminary. I mean, look at all these resources we got with Send Network. We just go. Family, multiplication, restoration. I'm Dahadi Lewis. Join me, Noah Odom and Hayden Radner, as we come to you from Atlanta, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, as we seek to add value to your church planning journey. We'll have real-time, authentic conversations that are relevant to the life of the church planner and pastor. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the We Are Send Network podcast. My name is Noah Oldham, lead pastor of August Gate, joined, as always, by Hayden Ratner, senior pastor of Walk, Dahadi Lewis, the lead pastor of Blueprint here in Atlanta. Today, we're joined by special guest Rob Wilton from Pittsburgh. Rob, brother, good to have you here on the podcast today. Man, thanks for having me. And uh, go Steelers, I guess. But mm-hmm. more importantly, who that city? Okay, oh, I was about Saints. to say, more I was, importantly, wow. <laughs> that is it. Because I was just like, have you been truly converted? Have no. you truly embraced all of your church planterness? No. That you are going with the Steelers now and have left it, the Saints? No, it's wow. kind of my thing to pick a fight with the Steelers and, you know, everywhere I try and help them understand that the real black and gold is New Orleans Saints black and gold. Wow. Okay. And then every Pittsburgh Steeler tells me, how many rings have y'all got? Mm. Wow. And then it's end of discussion, so I have to give them the props. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're going to have to let some of our, our listeners understand uh, what exactly you're getting at here. So yeah. so New Orleans and Pittsburgh, tell a little, bit, a little bit about your story. Help us get there. Yeah, so uh, post-Katrina, um, around 2008, uh, had been serving the Lord in the city of New Orleans, really getting my seminary degree at first. When Hurricane Katrina hit, uh, disrupted a lot of people's lives. My wife and I were there before Katrina. Uh, God called us back to New Orleans as everyone was kind of scattered all over the country and called us to uh, revive a program that the seminary uh, led for years and years before that okay. called Mission Lab. Yeah. And I basically hosted all these faith-based organizations, uh, faithful churches and ministries and businesses, and we'd come in and we'd lead these camps and these opportunities to help rebuild the city of New Orleans. Well, God shifted my call from, uh, you know, getting a seminary degree uh, to really uh, a call to the city of New Orleans to help rebuild that city. And so 2008, my wife's a massage therapist, and it's awesome being married to a massage therapist. I just want you to know that. (laughs) And uh, we started to love on her coworkers and connect in in a place called Uptown New Orleans. Mm. And over food one night off St. Charles Avenue, my wife and I led one of her coworkers to the Lord. And God used that conversion Mm. uh, in our life to break our heart for that part of the city. And we moved off the seminary campus into the heart of New Orleans and started a Bible study in my home. And uh, so 2008, we planted Vintage. Uh, We moved... 13 times in eight years. Wow. Uh, we were a cool church if you could find us. And uh, <laughs> and so, like, we moved all over the place, eventually merged with a church that hadn't had a pastor for three years, was blessed with a building. Uh, while I'm doing all this renovation work, getting my doctorate, 
uh, from Southern Seminary, and it was in church planting that I was getting my doctorate in. So God's planting these seeds of like planting, planting, and we finished the building. My first Sunday there, I stand up on stage. Behind me is Jesus' words, I will build my church, and God released me. And so it was like for the first time in my life, I had an office. I was in a room that I had strategized and worked on, you know, everything from the layout of it, the platform, even the pulpit that I was preaching with, I selected, and God said, you're done. Wow. So we opened up our hands and and through a number of different stories. I almost went to Orlando, Florida with an opportunity. When that didn't work out, I got on the Send Network's radar. And, uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> they called me up and said, hey, we want you to go and plant another church. Yeah, yeah. But if uh, we really want you to know, we want you to go to a city called Pittsburgh. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest, fellas. I'd never been before. Yeah. And I remember saying uh, to our good friend, Kevin Ezell, that sounds terrible. <laughs> and uh, he was like, don't knock it till you try it, you know? <laughs> and uh, took a trip with my wife. And it doesn't have to make sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. God spoke, and he called us, and we've been there three years. And what I love about your story is I feel like you very perfectly embody the two cities that God's called you to. Yeah. I don't want to puff your, your head up too big, yeah. but, man, you, you, this grittiness, this toughness, because I believe that not only has, has God used you to do gospel ministry to transform that city, I believe those cities and that work you've been doing has been transforming you, yeah. forming you into who God wants you to be. So what I want us to talk about today, guys, is this subject of, of resilience, in church planting, it is hard. Yeah, right. I heard somebody recently say church planting right now isn't isn't like harvesting, it's like foraging. It's difficult in this season, so it yeah. takes resiliency. Yeah. And so, Rob, we were talking a little, a little bit about that um, this morning, even before we jumped on the podcast. would love for you to help share some of the things that you have seen and you're seeing right now when it comes to resilience, and then we want to just bounce back and forth with you on that subject. Well, I do love New Orleans and Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, those are gritty cities. You know, the word post-Katrina in New Orleans was the word rebirth. Right. It takes a lot to, to rebuild. Rebirth was the word. Hmm. As I've stepped into Pittsburgh, the narrative is longer, but you got these grassroots of this blue-collar town, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the word is it's the city that built America, mm. right, uh, with the steel industry and the railways and— uh, the word that they use there is renaissance, wow. right? Wow. So the, the city had to to redefine itself. I'm reading a book called Refounder right now, and it talks about the roots of the grit, the resilience. Uh, the people of Pittsburgh, I won't say exactly all the details because I can't remember it, but uh, they're one of the few towns throughout history when some laws changed where uh, a militia formed of the people of Pittsburgh defending their rights, mm. and George Washington marched against them. He had to come and take the city back over Stop. because this militia was so, like, <laughs> wow. intense, okay? And he was quoted as saying, like, although he won, he got the city back. They were larger than a militia. He was like, if, if America is filled with people like the people of Pittsburgh, mm. we're going to do something special. Wow. And so— Stepping into that, man, it's, 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 it's a natural flow for me. Look, can we all be honest? Like, and I share this with guys who are struggling to, to press on right now, and I think this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. In this season, uh, we're all humbled. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, if, mm-hmm. and if it is true that pride comes before a fall, right. I thank God yeah. for the humility 
that has been forced upon us. Forced in a good way. So I think your first step in resilience, like it cannot be, I, I was working out this morning, and on the wall of the gym was, you can and you will. <laughs> like, at some level, this is spiritual, right? Right, right. And, and we believe in the gospel, yeah. and the gospel is not you can and you will. The gospel is you can't, but Jesus did. Yeah. And because Jesus did, now you can. Good. Yeah. And I think this humbling, let's to some extent embrace it. Let's let's embrace it first, and and man, I'll I'll just be the first to tell you I needed it. Yeah, I needed it. And in this season uh, of ministry, that's true. When I tried to plant a church in New Orleans post Katrina, I wasn't strutting, man. Like I was as desperate as anybody, humble before the Lord because of the 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 place that God called me to serve. It overwhelmed yeah. me, and now I'm in Pittsburgh. People don't talk straight up there like there's just stuff called snow i've never heard you know felt (laughs) experienced my kids are having a blast but we're overwhelmed and 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 then you put on top of that cold and covid yeah we've we've all been humbled and i think that's got to be something that that we press in on first yeah uh we got to die so that christ might live yeah you guys seeing that in your cities talk about that like you seen that 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 this corporate humility that's happening all across the board. What what are you seeing from that? Well, I'm still a little bit upset right now because this guy was on the market for a moment <laughs> and we didn't get to shoot our shot in Las Vegas. You would have came to Vegas, man. <laughs> Dang. I talk with Dr. Ezel like you know what? We need a we need a, a shout out. Hey, there. God used that to humble you. I guess. Used, I'm humbled right now yeah. because we would love the Wiltons in the West. Yeah. Mm. But I'm gonna leave that there, all right? I you appreciate know, that. Because you might get you might get released yeah. right. and just consider. <laughs> yeah, don't tell my don't tell my wife. Okay, got mm. it. I, got it. We we're in two plants. We'll see. We'll yeah. see if God has a third. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Feeling that that hum humility. I think, you know, our, in Las Vegas, we we still have a mask mandate. It's still feels uh, I do think we're in a in a I think we're on the come up, that makes sense. Yeah. But um, there still feels definitely like a heaviness in the city, in the church realm. Uh, but we feel like these obstacles are opportunities. Mm. We mm-hmm. can either run from them or lean into them yeah. yep. and say, okay, God, what? obviously God isn't surprised. Yeah. What does he want to teach us? What does he want to show us? Mm. One thing that he's showing us that I've also seen in your life, Rob, is the power of of prayer, yeah. the power of the prayer meeting together. Mm-hmm. We moved to a weekly prayer meeting at the beginning of 2021. It has been a game changer in the life of our church. Yep. I found that every Wednesday, we call it Wednesday prayer. Every Wednesday we come to the prayer meeting and we we always have a, a plentiful amount of stuff to pray for. Yeah, Whether it's people in the room, people online, people that are struggling, sick, family members. Yep. And it's moved us to to really pursue God in prayer. Mm. One quote that I've heard you share, Rob, that I needed to honor you for, I wanted to thank, I've been waiting to thank you for it. <laughs> quote from John Wesley, mm-hmm. prayer is where the action is. Yep. Sometimes we think the action is in, we always share this with our mission teams that come in. It's not just gonna be knocking on doors and doing block parties. We could probably do more damage, more kingdom work in this moment of prayer, mm-hmm. um, more action. And so I, I've heard you share that quote. Yeah. I, I remember taking that from a sermon you preached in Texas. Yeah. I've used it a lot. 
I know it came from John Wesley. But yeah. Talk yeah. about how prayers where the action is yeah. has really lived out in your church plants over the well, years. Well, th- think about the ascension of Jesus. I'm in Acts right now. Nice. I told our church we could be there for five years. Sure, sure. And, uh, you know, because the story of Acts is this repeat story of God's spirit working through God's people, unleashing God's movement. So wow. we focus so much on movement, impact, all this kind of stuff. Well, after the ascension, what's the first command by Jesus? Yeah. Wait, yeah. pray, yep. Holy Spirit, go. There we what do we do? Right? Because we're so smart. We got seminary. I mean, look at all these resources we got with Send Network. We just go. Right to the go. And when you go according to your power, what are you going to do? You'll find out there is no strength in yourself. You'll wait. And now you're like, why isn't things working? We're waiting on God to move. And the last thing we do is pray. Jeez. We got to flip the script. Yeah. Yeah. We got to wait upon the Lord. That's what Jesus told us to do. Yeah. Go to that upper room. Wait. In the waiting, there's work. Mm-hmm. We got to be united. Got to be of one accord. Right. Got to devote ourselves to prayer. That ain't just praying for a meal. That's Talk seeking God, yeah. sun up, sun down. Yep. Right? Devotion. So devotion, but then when that spirit speaks, yeah, yeah, you, you got to go. And you don't ever truly know when that's going to happen. You know, Holy Spirit's within us, but his moments of coming upon us are those unpredictable things. We can't really plan revival. Right. Yeah. Right? That's God's choice. Yep. But we can seek God for revival. Yeah. Get the sales. And I promise you, revival ain't going to happen if you ain't seeking God. Yeah, that's facts. So, you know, I think the prayer element of it is 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 so powerful and it's so important, Hayden. And and it is one of the ways in which uh, we've got to uh, fight forward uh, God's battle with God's equipment, God's way, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the spiritual armor of God. Yeah, there's something about how prayer is connected to resilience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, how about being resilient in prayer? Yeah. I think sometimes we're in prayer and it's just like, all right, let's let's get to the yeah, let's get to the work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You had something more in you. You we talked about humility, talked about prayer. What else though, when it comes to resilience and what God's been God's been teaching you in this last season? Yeah, I think I think so if if you know, and and I mean I love that we prayed before this podcast. Yeah. Because sure. there, there's, a, there's a brother, there's a sister listening right now. Okay. And, and if I could say this to those who are listening right now, you're doing a great job. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You're doing a great job. Man, in this season, I don't know about y'all, I, I can have the greatest Sunday in the world in my world. I get on social media, I'm like, crap. <laughs> we're, we're, we're nowhere near that guy or this church or whatever. And, and Satan's discouraging us right now, and, and he's attacking us. I've got a new hire on my team, and he's had experience in larger churches. And after church a couple Sundays ago, like, I'm a little bummed about the attendance or whatever. And he comes up to me. He's like, dude, I just met two new people. Man, the growth we're experiencing is so healthy right now. Wow. And I just needed that perspective. Yeah. So can I just encourage you, for the most part, we've never seen this type of pandemic. Sure. We've never seen this struggle. We're in new territory. You're doing a great job. But if I can also say this in terms of just yeah. resilience, yeah. sometimes you got to get the ball yeah. with a hurt ankle <laughs> and you got to score a touchdown. Yeah. 
And I think, yes, let's be emotionally healthy. Yes. Yes, let's care for our soul. Let's stop sitting around our our meeting on Monday after church and say, what are we doing? Let's ask, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Because that's where real ministry is going to happen. But when you stand up to preach the gospel, there's this element of grit. You've got to suck it up, and and you got to get in the game. And for the most part, most likely everyone that has come, which is rare now that they're even coming, everyone who's come has not come to hear you complain and woe is me and all that. And I'm a real preacher. I'll confess when I don't feel like being there on a Sunday to preach. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, bro, get up and preach. They need inspiration. They need encouragement. They need the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And and I know your ankles hurt, but you got to score a touchdown. You got to win a championship. And what a championship to win, which is making disciples to the glory of God. I mean, it's it's something worth the pain. It's something worth the fight. And I think in this season, uh, let's quote unquote, man each other up yeah. and let's encourage each other to press on. Press One thing on. I consider, forget what lies behind, push forward to what lies ahead, press mm-hmm. on toward the goal right. to win the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So good. So good. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Got a few more minutes and, you know, it's just been really good just sitting here listening. And let's just talk a little bit more about kind of that that idea of resilience, because I know a lot of pastors right now, pastors are leaving the pulpit at record numbers, at a record rate right now. And so we're talking about this idea of being resilient. You have been through and, you know, I got a chance to walk around with you in the city and just kind of hear and, and basically lament together, yep. you know, about what's happening yep. and what's going on. And, and, you know, I'm glad that you were able to encourage the people both. You know, in those times, like, cause, like Pittsburgh, like, like you said, like I know we can unpack all the story, but it's not been all no, all roses. Like it's <laughs> been hard. And for pastors right now who are saying, like, what's my congregation? Am I going to get my congregation back? You know, and there's, there's all of this tension. People like there's so much division. Not just out there. It seems like when everybody's when the world is grieving, I, grief just does something to people within yeah. our churches. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like everyone has an opinion about like yeah. all of these things happening. And as a pastor, you just feel like you're out of control. How yeah. do you remain resilient, you know, in that? Like specifically, not yeah. don't give like advice, testify <laughs> about how yeah. you specifically in these moments, in these times have stayed resilient. Yeah. Look, for me personally. Yeah. So I'm just going to say me personally, because I know I've loved on a lot of uh, pastors, specifically church planners, that don't have this privilege right now Mm. because the enemy has even come into their home. Uh, mm. But for me, God has been super kind in this season, and my wife and my four kids are as healthy as as they've ever been. Praise God. And I'm just going to tell you, if that hadn't been true over the last two years in Pittsburgh, I'd be one of those stats probably somewhere else. And so for me, I'm very thankful for it. And and this is maybe a challenge to a pastor who's here. Work on that home as much as you're working on the church. For me, when I have the worst day in ministry, I wrestle my boys, man. (laughs) When I have the worst day in ministry, I go up and my, my daughter right now is so into like, performing arts, like singing songs, and she's written stuff, and 
man, I get in the game and we're a band, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm playing a drum for her, you know, I mean, we're just having our moment. When I have the worst day in the world, I tell my wife, uh, we, we dipped out. I had a whole long full day and I'm just confessing to you, I'm probably gonna get fired as a result of this. But, <laughs> you know, I, t- I told my church, I said, I'm out. I called my wife and we went and saw the James Bond movie. <laughs> like peace, like, yes. like I, I, I just need that. And so I think for me, that's personally, that's not high level, man, I go home yeah. and, and i and I focus in on my number one ministry yeah. and, and that recharges me. Recharges. And one of the blessings in planning two churches is I've learned that a church will move on from you, mm-hmm. but your home never will. That's good. Hello. And so I'm a better pastor in Pittsburgh today because that church in Pittsburgh doesn't own my affection. I'm very happy to be a steward and to lead that church as their pastor, but it doesn't own me. Right. Number one ministry for me is my family. So good. Man, that's really good. Yeah. So driving into humility, letting all, all that's happening bring us low. At the same time it brings us low, let God get bigger. Yep. Push us into prayer, depending yep. on Him, and then drive us, driving us into those healthy rhythms that God's already called us to. Yep. Yep. Our family, Trusting and believing the gospel. Yeah. That's good. That's yep. good stuff. Yeah. I know that's that's anecdotal for you, some of these things, but I think everything you just said are the principles that every planter, every pastor needs to hear. Yeah. Wrestle with those kids. Yep. And if your wife's a massage therapist, like end of a hard day, you know, <laughs> massage therapy. Yeah, that's yeah, good too. Yeah, that's good. You got a word here hiding before we close? Well, you know, one thing I, I love about Rob is uh, a testimony that I just love to hear myself and maybe somebody else might be encouraged by it because it reminds me of the scripture from Paul to the Corinthian church where he says, some plant, others water, God brings the increase. That's good. And I want to honor even a friend of ours, Pastor Jarrett Stevens yeah. at Champion Forest Church. Yeah. Was formerly one of the pastors at Prestonwood. Right. And um, I love his story in praying for his brother yeah. who, I mean, I'm going to let you share it. Share the story oh, of man. what happened there. He had a brother that wasn't walking with the Lord. Uh, calls me up one day and says, hey, I want you to go talk to my brother. <laughs> he was in New Orleans, right? He gave me his address. I went to his house. I mean, let's just say he was kind, but I know the backstory. He got on the phone after I visited him. He never let me in the house. Wow. And he said, if you ever send a pastor to my house ever again, <laughs> I'm going to mess you up. Fast forward, some life things happened in Jarrett's older brother's life that just— made him search, right? Mm -hmm. And one day he's driving home from church and he sees on our Instagram, our church Instagram, God was moving that Sunday. We had an overflow crowd outside. Yes, sir. Outside New Orleans. (laughs) So God's on the move and he sees his brother. He's so clueless to my, you know, our style of church. He's full suit. I didn't even meet him that day because he was outside in the overflow. I couldn't see that group. And so he was in full suit with his two boys at church, and Jarrett said he almost had a wreck. And he wow. called me. He's like, dude, my brother came to church. You get wow. to meet him wow. and all this stuff. Fast forward, Jarrett led him to the Lord, and I invited Jarrett to come to New Orleans. And at one of our services, he preached the gospel and got to baptize his brother. Wow. So yeah, special. I that's love good. that. That's that's kingdom partnership. It's kingdom collaboration. Yeah. And- Again, I, we don't always know who's listening, who's no. leaning in. I love that you shared with planters, team members, f- potential future planters. I know people are leaning in right now that are just thinking about this topic. We want you to be thinking about this 
And uh, it's stories that are on the other side. Uh, you might not even know what mm. all God has in store for you. Yeah. If you're resilient, you're resilient. If, you, if, you, if you go into that next quarter, if you do press through, that ankle's going to heal. Yeah. Come on, yeah. right? That's right. Yeah. Good. You're going to finish strong. Hey, gates of hell will not prevail. That's right. That's right. I mean, we're on, a, we're on a win-win situation. So the resilience, don't forget, it's not on you. Yeah. Jesus has got this. Yeah. Be faithful. But praise God, God is faithful. Love that. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of the We Are Send Network podcast. As always, if you want to know more about church planting with Send Network, you can go to sendnetwork.com or you can just text the phrase Send Network to 888-123. Again, Send Network to 888-123. It's been good to have you, brother. Yeah, thanks so much. Until next time, We Are Send Network. You have been listening to We Are Send Network, a resource of the North American Mission Movement. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.